We are live once again, WrestlePure's Dynamite Recap Podcast, hosted by myself, Charlie, Big AO. We're going to recap AEW Dynamite. A Steel's AEW release, Thunder Rosa seems to be ready to return. Uh, and I want to kick around kind of what could be next for the Elite, and plus whatever else comes up in the live chat or whatever else seems to break whilst we're live. Uh, sure, there's a few things we can get into. First things first, please like, subscribe. Super chat if you're feeling generous, always appreciate it. Get your questions, get your takes in, and uh, please turn on the post notifications. Hope everyone's doing good. Starting with my fellow co hosts, Charlie. Just got up from a nap. God bless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah, it's been a long day. I had to go to my university accommodations and go get the rest of my stuff moved out properly. Officially, not a student anymore, so that's fun. Excited to talk about Dynamite. It was a good show last night. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a good show. It was a good show. Very much there. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it from top to bottom. Very good stuff. Uh, Big AO, back again on the Thursdays. What's good? Back like I never left on a Dynamite review show. Generational Dynamite last night. Swerving Hangman, face to face. Segment for the bad bitches, as Chuck would say. Segment for the real niggas, as Big AO would say. Uh, I enjoyed Dynamite a lot last night. Very excited to talk about it with the game. Yeah, man, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, but yeah, hope everyone in the live chat is doing good. Couple, couple, couple super chats just to start us off. Please keep them coming in. Going to get into them first before we get into Dynamite recap. Karan, 100 rupees, always appreciated. A negative. That AR fuck storyline went from giving us a new heel to producing three unlikable faces. Darby looks like a bad friend and Nick's a wuss. <laughs> well, he definitely I, was... Um, I agree with it, three. Yeah, he don't... He don't um, the way the storyline went wasn't the original intention. I think it's pretty uh, pretty clear to say, of course, with uh, AR foxes. Travel issues, not being able to make Wembley and things having to get moved around. Of course, he's no longer in the Morgan Embassy and um, the way that the baby faces have been kind of dragged into it is uh, very weird <laughs> for the reasons that Karan has mentioned. So, yeah, I, definitely I, I, weird. I, I don't agree that Nick looks like a wuss, bro. Like he's obviously like not standing for this shit. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't say like a wuss would be like, okay, Ar Fox, big bro, Darby, so we're cool again, so cool. Like <laughs> I, I think, I, I think he's doing a good job. But he's just a kid, man. You know, yeah, just look how much of a, it's like how much of a good job can he really do in this position? You know, it's um, yeah. not match last night. The main event was interesting, but we'll get into it. Um, <laughs> hold on, I didn't even read that one. Karan, two hundred rupees. Appreciate it. Thought MJF may have flown a little close to the corny babyface son yesterday, but he survived on charisma and awesome Jonas. Fair. Dynamite ruled. Cassidy has become the new main character of AEW for me. Yeah, man, he's a. Uh, yeah. He's definitely a huge corner piece of AW at the moment, you know. He's he's not one of their main baby faces, man. Could mm-hmm. argue that he's the main baby face, especially after the past couple of weeks. Like he's just main evented a pay per view. You know, he just opened Dynamite up last night. Yeah. You know, the people love him. And uh, I'm sure everyone's interested to see what's next, Barrage Cassidy. Um Bam, five dollars appreciate that as always. Uh, just wanted to send support to Charlie. Whatever you decided to do, you're going to kill it because you're elite. Monty and AO, big thank you to you both. Appreciate you, Bam. I know. Uh, yeah, we're all all supporting Charlie. You know, making these 
these big grown up decisions, Charlie, you know? Yeah. Scary big times, lungs. you know? It's very yeah. scary times sometimes. Like, God, do what you got to do. So, it's good yeah, times. You know. Of course it is. Of course it is. We look forward to the future, and you're going to be uh, the number one media personality. In <laughs> just, just a matter of a couple of years, you know? We yeah. Got it all figured out. The truth is, Monty forced Chuck to die. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> and you just don't have enough time to do this and Russell Pierce and do it. You make all the dates we need you to do. So she will be at Wrestle Dream. Um, no, no, no. She will be at Full Gear. She might be at Wrestle mm-hmm. Dream. But you know, if I can make it work, we'll see what happens. put his foot down. He said we need these rooms. <laughs> so it was just all that school shit is done. It's over with. Something like that. Something like yeah. That. Yeah, but yeah, appreciate you, Bab, as always, and uh. Yeah, like I said, something like that. Um, AW Dynamite, Indianapolis, I believe it was. Yeah. And it was a very good time. It was a very good time. There was a lot of highlights, you know, a lot of people talk about somewhere with Joe MJF. A lot of people talk about Swerve and Hangman. Uh, some people may talk about Roddy, Roderick Strong's latest art pieces. Um, it was also nice to see Emi Saka on the show in a singles match, of course. Wrestling yeah. Statlander for the TBS title. Uh, we got to see Ozzy open. There was a lot. There was a lot of good stuff. There was the latest in delusional Tony Storm, which everyone has been enjoying. And like I said, it's been it was a pretty good show from top to bottom, putting it very lightly. Um, I wanna I wanna start with uh, kind of our favourite things from the show. MJF versus Samoa Joe seems like something that is, you know, we we got we're getting moving with that now. You know, Samoa Joe has entered the tournament. To potentially face MJF at AEW Dynamite Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe. And, uh, you know, of course, there was like, they did the brawl angle at AEW All Out. Absolutely loved that angle. The way it, like, chaos just erupted, you know. Um, yeah. MJF's ego couldn't, you know, he just he had too much pride. He couldn't just let Samoa Joe get away with yeah. the show. The brawl right. breaks out. Samoa Joe snaps on a guillotine, you know. And, uh, <laughs> we've never seen that. I've, I've never thought about this, but we've never seen anything like that in AEW before. No, like, I don't think that's Yeah, especially not on a pay-per-view. Not that I can recall anywhere. If it's happened, it hasn't happened very recently, you know. Um, yeah. It may have happened at, like, Daly's Place or something, right. you know. Like, <laughs> that, like, <laughs> that, like, kind of blank spot I've got in my memory. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, really hot angle, really good stuff, of course. And then it was shortly after announced that we're going to hear live from MJF. We're going to get a live promo. And uh, in one of the promotional posters, it had Samoa Joe all over it as well. So I was uh, <laughs> very fired up for waiting to see what the big man had to say to MJF. And, um, you know, MJF, he goes out there and he's just leaning full, full baby face. As one of the Super Chats uh, recently said, you know, it was called borderline corner. You know, he was flying very close to the sun. But... We were talking about it just before we went live, and you know MJF, even though it was very corny, you know, especially at the start, especially when he first started going back and forth with Jeremy, yeah. I mean, he's like the making deep jokes and everything. It's like, yeah, it's corny, but MJF was so over in that building last night that the crowd was just going with his little corny lines and shit. Yes. So it was just like, All right, man, you know, you just let him have it, you know. Um. But yeah, man, MJF, he addresses the crowd, babyface promo, etc., etc. Then, you know, shortly interrupted by Samoa Joe, as it seems he's about to call him out. And uh, Samoa Joe, he asked him basically, has he got a problem? The two go back and forth. 
they get there. They kind of have like a roast battle, you know. MJF loves to do those with his live promos. You know, he, he kind of just goes back and forth trading shots. Like I said, some of MJF's shots were a little corny. And Samoa Joe was just trying to put the kid in his place, AO, you know. And uh, but, you know, like I said, the, the first half of the kind of promo roast battle, that part of it was, you know, never hit or, never hit or miss for me. Yeah. But when MJF really started to get fired up, you know, and really tapped in, like I said, got really fired up and just got really passionate promo, you know, basically telling Samoa Joe who the fuck he is, you know, sort of thing. And I think that kind of kicked the segment into another level. And uh, Samoa Joe, of course, there was even a point where MJF was so over, but the crowd was trying to give Samoa Joe what chance. But he's just he, he's just too good for that shit. He was just like, that ain't happening to me, brother. You know? And he just he never had even the chance to catch on. But yeah, man, then they got into a brawl, et cetera, et cetera, after. But just promo-wise, Ayo, what did you think of Samoa Joe, the big man, confronting the world champion MJF with a bad neck? It, it, it don't matter who... You put some more Joe in that ring with, he's gonna make him look like a fucking amateur on the mic, bro. He's godly on the fucking mm-hmm. stage, man. MJF, like we we talked about it before he got on air, and then like the super chat said, like MJF was kind of being a little corny, like the dick jokes, and not really for me. Um, as a new MJF fan, I'm, I'm giving him some rope though. I'm giving him <laughs> some rope as as, as an MJF fan for like a month now, I believe it is. You know, I'm not willing to see where this goes. I didn't, I didn't hate his half of the segment by any means. I, I just yeah. don't think he, he rose to the occasion of having a promo battle with Samoa Joe. And, like, when you think when when you think of, like, MJF getting a promo battle, like, the CM Punk promo battle delivery, right? And then, like, mm-hmm. the other people or whatever. But I don't I like I don't think this is going to be something we're going to be talking about, like, two or three months from now. And it should be, bro. It's, it's fucking... It's, it's MJF and Samoa Joe in the ring on the stage. I, I like the segment a lot. I like, I liked, um, I like the callbacks. I like that AEW wasn't scared to lean into the whole um, NXT security guard thing. Because for the longest mm-hmm. time, for years and years before AEW was even a thing, and even when AEW was a thing, MJF's gimmick was that's not fucking me in in that like, in that video. Like I don't know what y'all talking <laughs> about, and people really believed him. Like, people are like, bro, it's not MJF. He said it himself, and they weren't memeing, bro. Like, they really believed that that wasn't him. But, I, like, the story doesn't work without calling that back. Like, it would just be a huge elephant in the room, in my opinion. So I like that they did. Yeah, yeah I, I like the segment overall. Yeah, look, the promo back and forth, like I said, it um, you know, started a little corny, but it did develop into something very good, didn't it, Charlie? Yeah, it did. Yeah, the first, like, three or four minutes wasn't really for me. I was just like, oh, shit is, is he losing me already like we've gone full circle on this because i was very open on how much i hated mjf's promos like six months ago so but no they picked it up well like when joe came out that's where and like after they got through the like few little cheesy insults or whatever like they really picked it up i enjoyed this segment a lot i think they have like really great chemistry and i really do like the fact that they lean into mjf's history in these feuds like he always has something with like these big feuds that he can like cherry pick from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I really enjoyed it. I'm very much looking forward to this and seeing where it goes. He does like those little old details, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a lot of them with CM Punk and there's this one with Samoa Joe. And I'm sure there's been plenty of other examples of it as well. But he's done the Adam Cole he's... one as well. So. Yeah, of course. And Adam Cole, you know, all kinds of things. So, yeah, MJF likes to, you know, do little callbacks for, you know, for the nerds that may or may not know, you know. Um, 
He mentioned William Regal, you yeah. know. Said he sent him packing back to NXT where he belongs, and if Joe went carefully, or he's not even he's not even dealing with NXT. I know, right? Yeah, man, he's one of, he's one of Triple H's right hand men, you know. Um, <laughs> much like CM Punk accused him of, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, he's uh, yeah. Bringing up shots at Regal, said he's going to send Joe back to NXT as well. And, um, you know, like I said, it did develop into something a lot more like fired up and heated kind of thing, you know. Uh, MJF gets really fired up, even to the point where he, he slaps the big man, crowd gasps, you know. Oh People God. couldn't couldn't believe the audacity. Yeah. But Maxwell thought he could smack Smojo in the face, brother. You know, that's uh, take some balls, but he is the world champion, you know. And uh, Samoa Joe, he kind of, kind of played, kind of played Max here. Well, he definitely played Max here, and he was like, you know, I see you trying to trigger me, but that ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna work on me. I'm gonna enter that tournament, and I'm gonna earn my shot at you, etc., etc. And uh, then I'm gonna take the belt off you. Yeah, but for now, you know, have a nice day or whatever it is that he said. Yeah. Going to let MJF walk out the ring. MJF is a little bit hesitant, but it seems like Samoa Joe is actually gonna let him walk, but. Of course he doesn't. You know, he kicks the <laughs> rope. MJ falls into the ring. And uh, the two get at it, man. And uh, by the end of it, security, Adam Cole even comes down. But by the end of it, Smojo, he, he hits like a Uranagi in the corner. He goes for a muscle buster before Adam Cole makes a save. And MJF's neck is just, it's falling apart. You know, it's, it's crumbling. MJF was like almost... He, bro, he was selling it like almost crying. He's like, I can't feel my arm. Da-da-da. Oh my god, Da-da-da. I'm scared. He's like, he was really selling it like that, like really like panicked, mm-hmm. scared selling, you know. Um, but yeah, man, so, <laughs> MJF, Roderick Strong, Adam Cole's buddies, they're just the necks are toast, bro. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Pete tweeted nice. something very wild. But yeah, if you saw it, you saw it. If you didn't, I'm glad you didn't, you know. Um, <laughs> shout out Peach. But yeah, shout out Peach. But um yeah, man, MJF, Roddy, both having their necks destroyed by fucking Samoa Joe's ruthless antics, you know. Mm-hmm. And, Cole um, made the save for one of them, did it make the save for the other ones? So yeah, definitely. And of course, for the tournament, it's interesting now because Roderick yeah. Strong is, of course, like a lot of people had him now done. Like, oh, of course, Roddy's going to, you know, he's going to go on and win this and it will make mm-hmm. sense of the story, etc., etc. And then now you've got Samoa Joe, who's already done like two angles, segments, yeah. you know, brawls with MJF. So it's like you'd think he's nailed on to be one of his next contenders. So it'll be interesting to see how the tournament plays out in that yeah. sense. Um, I like that the tournament doesn't have a clear winner because sometimes with these tournaments, it's just like, okay, we know who they're trying to set up here. But like, it really could go either way with Joe or Roddy, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's a box of Samoa Joe, MGF. You got any guesses of anyone want to make a guess on who actually gets the win in that tournament? You know what I think? You know what I realized? You know what I realized? What? The story is extremely obvious in our faces. We're, we're getting Joe, MJF, and Roddy Adam Cole. Like, Roddy was never, like, Roddy was never really going to fight MJF, bro. This was all a vehicle to get to the Cole singles match. 
Well, why don't you think we'll end up with Roddy versus MJF? Or? Because we might get Roddy versus MJF eventually, but I think I think the Joe has this for that's not Joe the end game. First. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's the end game. Um, I think um, see, like if it Grand Slam is in like what, like three weeks, two weeks? Um, they're really two, like yeah. they're really yeah. like nailing home this dissension between Roddy and and Cole. Joe is not doing anything but talking about MJF. What is MJ? What is what is Joe? Do? Joe's one of the biggest names in the company. What does he do at Grand Slam? If not fight MJF, he's gonna fight the Kingdom two v one. Like you know what I mean? Like just, I just, I um I just think like because like even if like even the whole Roddy wants to get the world championship match, right? Mm-hmm. It was never really about MJF to be or the championship to begin with. It was just like Adam, why don't you love me anymore? It's like yeah. that type of shit. So like, they're gonna fight it out. They're gonna duke it out <laughs> for the love of Adam Cole, you know. <laughs> Roddy thinks also, he's on. There's also this as well. Like this is also a factor why I think that like they, they need to sell <laughs> a lot of tickets. And yeah. why I think why I think MJF versus Roddy would be a much better, much better match. You know, it's more. I don't know, man, bro. This one. Joe. Samoa I mean, Joe when he gets it when this was Samoa Joe when he gets the big spot. Yeah, no, know, I, I, they're, they're big match Joe. Like both of them, you know? MJF <laughs> and Joe, like they they know how to they know how they know what they need to do. Like they know like what they need to do to put together the match. Yeah, it's fucking Roger Strong, bro. So, but if you don't do Roddy at Grand Slam, like if they do go to the Roddy MJF match, where do you do that? Do you just do it on a dynamite, or do you save it for like full gear at this point? Because I wouldn't really put that on a pay-per-view. I, I just seen full gear. You know, Wrestle Dream and Grand Slam. Full gear, of mm. course, is in November, so that's still yeah. quite a minute. That's kind yeah. of a while away, considering what's coming up in between then, you know. Um, so I think oh, those are the two. That'll be the two dates, you know. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a rumor going around. There's a rumor. Bucks FTR4 is main event in Wrestle Dream. So if you want to get, if you want to get MJF a title match, or it just just doesn't end our uh, main event, you know, Roddy, Roddy Strong. It's a good yeah. choice to go on there. Yeah, and that I, I could I could see that working. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um you can even main event a TV. Probably yes. you know, like like you uh, brought up on the on the screen earlier, they do kind of I could do with selling some grand slam tickets and right. as much as yeah. I love yeah, and all Roddy's wrestling, I don't think he's uh He's the man you put on the post when you're trying to move a few thousand tickets, you know? Right. Um, do you think they do the first... I know we haven't talked about the segment yet, but do you think they do the first swerve as Hangman on um, Grand Slam? Possibly. Was it, like, too soon? But if they need to move is tickets... It the women's title match matches Grand Slam, isn't it? Or is that Wrestle Drew? Uh, the women's titles matches Grand Slam. Okay, yeah. so that's the two world titles on Grand Slam. Yeah. Um... I'm 50-50, to be honest. 50-50. Because I think they could... Mm, mm, but I don't know what... Because they normally do, like, a big singles match that isn't title-related on Grand Slam. But I don't know what else you would do. Hmm. Interesting. What the yeah, fuck well. is Kenny Omega doing on Grand Slam, bro? Hmm. What's he doing on WrestleDream, bro? If you're getting New Japan stars over his toe. I'm assuming he's going to play a song from New Japan. <clears throat> 
It's Duty Okada match, bro. Sell some fucking tickets. You know? fucking Okada match, <laughs> Can you imagine? This I'd be cool, shocked man. if New Japan go for that and let that happen in an yeah, AEW pay-per-view. Oh, they've already done it three times, you know? Yeah, like, how many more do y'all want it? How many times? Yeah. Four times, really? Fucking, um... Fuck it, yeah. it's not Okada, give me Shingo, bro. I'm always down to see Shingo. Oh, yes. Fucking love Shingo. Always down to see Shingo. Uh, someone said that they need to do Eddie versus Claudio for the Ring of Honor title on Grand Slam. I mean... I'm yeah. so, like, mixed on this Eddie-Claudio thing, bro, because, like, I I just, I don't know if I want his first, his first championship in AEW to be the big one, but if they're not going to do it, then fuck it. Put the orange belt on me. Yeah. I thought Eddie was going to win the title from MJF at Grand Slam like three months ago, but that didn't happen, so... Yeah, this is, the Adam Cole stuff kind of caught a different yeah. life, so he kind right. of he put everything in a different yeah, perspective, yeah. you know? Because um, uh, according to the rumours, you know, look, I don't think even they were expecting to kind of do this for as long as they were doing it nah. when they first started the feud, you know? When they started this, they were definitely... This is probably going until on. full gear, you know? Right. yeah. Um, at the very least, I'd say so. Mm-hmm. Um, Is this any other singles match between them? The yeah, they've got to do at least. I think yeah. they might even do two. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, Is Cole win one of those? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, one of them's non, if one of them's non title, then maybe. But like, he's not winning the belt for them, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. No, um, my, my, my only worry really is if like MJF goes back heel after all this, you know. I would be of... so upset because I and really like this character. He'd have to really evolve as a heel character. Yeah. He can't just go back heel. and do the, the shit he was doing before. No, he needs right. to lean into like the darker side of it that he showed like glimpses of in like the punks, like in the punk feud and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh. You know, I'd love, I'd, it would be more ideal for my fandom if he uh, came out the end of this as like the baby face, yeah. face of AEW. You know, yeah. um, because I think that's kind of, I think that's like his ceiling. You know, like being the face of the company. You know, like people, people love to go along with his stick. But like, I think even now you'd you'd run the risk of uh, kind of the problem that they were having. Before with MJF, where like he's going out there and he's doing his heel shtick, and like the crowd's just like cheering it, and they're not really yeah. like, yeah, bro, I hated that shit. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, the baby face book he's gonna get like, when hmm? I like, I like his approach to heel work though, because like yeah. he like he's he's like obviously being the good guy now, but he's also still like being a dickhead a about dick. it too. Like he's not yeah. a good person. But he's the guy, like, he's clearly the person you're supposed to he's cheer likeable. for in this situation, even though he's still yeah. an asshole. Like, I, I like that he's not fucking, like, just a white meat baby face. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. When they announce, story. like, him re-signing with AEW, that's going to get such a massive pop in the oh, arena, yeah. wherever they announce it. That shit's going to be kayfabe as hell, bro. Oh, yeah. He, he, claims, he claims his contract expires January 1st, 2024. <laughs> Brother, mm-hmm. I don't know anybody's contract in any industry <laughs> that expires the fucking on New Year's Day, my nigga. You are lying, bro. You are lying. Oh man. Yeah, most would assume that he's already put pen to paper, you know. Ah, that's what yeah. I'm going with. It would be it would be 
unbelievable if that wasn't the case. You know, you, get, you get like a PW Insider report where it's like, yeah, MDF is actually a free agent, though. You know, <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> That'd be nuts. Honestly, after, after the Cody situation, I would just, I'm not surprised by anything. Yeah, the Cody situation was fucking wild. I, I I the way that actually played out, like the actual leaving of AEW, like that couple of months was like, not even a couple of months, like that month <laughs> was like wild. Mm-hmm. From the promos to the reports coming out and people thinking everyone it was a work, etc., etc. And even the people that didn't think it was a work was just like, oh yeah, it's just a minor thing, you know, it's just people get busy, Cody's just going to go sign it. Right. And, uh, this thing, you know, we get the statement from Cody Road, and it's like some people are like, it's a work still, and then you know, the, the WWE rumors start to pick up and get stronger and stronger. And by this point, you know, Vince and Bruce have already flew to the Rhodes house, you know, <laughs> put in the work. So who knows? But most would assume MJF has already put pen to paper at this point. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, MJF, hope his neck gets better. You know, he's got he's got a big title match in two weeks. Yeah, ne- next week. Not next week, the week after. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, God bless. God bless. Can I get into a few more Super Chats before we carry on with the Dynamite stuff? Uh, Yuzora Heart, $5. Appreciate, appreciate you, as always. Just want to thank Ayo for making the call to Big Tone and getting that fog hooligan bite monster A still fired. He did say he was going to put in a call later. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I, 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 I don't like politicking. I don't like using. I don't like using up all my backstage influence. I don't like throwing my weight around. I don't like showing off my stroke in AEW. But sometimes I gotta put my fucking foot down, Monty. I'm pure truth. This is a statement that in 24 hours, with that 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 we're we're done. We're we're, we're with WWE now, and within 24 hours. Punk was gone. We went live on air on uh I'm not sure where we went live, but I told you guys job wasn't finished. I was gonna call Big Mega and I was gonna say get ace out of here next. And now y'all see what the fuck going on. Y'all see what the fuck going on. Slowly but surely, slowly but surely, every terrorist is leaving all elite <laughs> wrestling. That's two down, baby. Dex Hollinger next. Oh no, you can't do. You can't listen. Take you could take take punk. You know, oh, again, he's divisive. He's divisive, and he's gonna step on grenades. You know, you could take punk and a steel. You know, he's part of the furniture. I guess you could take him as well, but you can't. You can't. Dax, Dax the X brother. You can't. You know, you can't take FTR away from me as well. That's brutal. Scott Dawson. Welcome to Monday Night Raw. No. Oh man. You know, I could get, I could talk myself into getting very beyond the WWE when it could get nasty. To be honest, so. <laughs> <laughs> so nasty. Look, Roman Tag Division's back. Hey man, it's time. It's time to make that move. Uh, Sapito 499 appreciate you does Samoa Joe pre-write his promos his hit rate for comebacks to what MJF was saying was perfect and if this all came from on the spot then hold it Samoa Joe is a very witty person yeah very if he works them or not I don't know but MJF MJF is known to go out there and say whatever the fuck he wants so I wouldn't yeah I'd imagine Samoa Joe's retorts were just off the dome, you right. know. He yeah. said he's a witty guy. And, um, 
just the way that it played out. It didn't seem like there were, you know, it wasn't a scripted promo or whatever. No. Yeah, it probably, as every wrestler who cuts a promo, they probably have at least a, a rough idea of what they're going to say, yeah. you know, but I, don't, I, don't, I can't imagine it goes much further than that. Um, <laughs> Rob, <laughs> so a paragraph of on Purist part of the Wrestle Purist family, I appreciate you with the 199. It's getting the NXT chunk going. NXT, oh. NXT, 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 you know the rest. <laughs> Rob, we dropped this gimmick, brother. We dropped this gimmick. <laughs> Fed bad again. Oh my god, bro. For Rob, it wasn't a gimmick. It was never he was allowed to be himself again. This is the crack in the door that Rob needed to finally mm-hmm. be himself again. <laughs> I respect it in a way, you know. The only thing I don't respect about it is how it took so long for him to really be himself, you know? <laughs> really tap into the magic. That was the Unpurist podcast, episode 43, or whatever episode it was. That's <laughs> um, Six Star 499. We love Six Star. Appreciate it. Uh, Monty, Ayo, and Chuck for the AEW World Trios or Artists of Stardom Championship, IMO. I agree. We need, we need, all we need is a shot. Yep. We build up to the Charlie hot tag, you know. <laughs> that Charlie hot tag is gonna go crazy. <laughs> Nick Jackson in his prime. Those Monty Heat segments, bro. They're gonna they're gonna be art. I'm telling you. Art. Um, we could do create some magic out there. Yeah. Six stars our manager, you know. Absolutely. Cool, yeah. Um Will Chisholm, appreciate you, brother, as always. Uh, $5. I got to ask what y'all think Kenny's next program is. Uh, Hope Kenny versus Jay White in a singles match. Um, you know what? Hold your thoughts, A.O. and Charlie, because this is actually not part of a, a whole subject I want to get into. Mm. Will, we're getting into it, brother, 100%. Annual um, rag, 100 rupees, appreciate you. Danielson won't main event Wrestle Dream, question mark. And... Um, and would he wrestle Grand Slam given he's mostly collision exclusive? Um, that's a pretty good question about Grand Slam. Because um, we've already mentioned like a couple of matches that could potentially be on the card. And if you've already, yeah. say for example, you've already got the two world title matches, you've got Swerve versus Hangman, you know. Well, there's also the kind of the fact that we've mentioned a few times the need to move some tickets. So if you get like a big Brian Danielson oh, match on there yeah, as well, card, get Kenny on there. Like you gotta get Danielson, you gotta get Kenny. This, this is no time to be conservative, bro. Like we gotta like to not embarrass ourselves. We gotta get like eleven K in there at least eleven twelve. Oh, I don't know about it's in two weeks and it's still under six, bro. Like, I know it's crazy. AEW is not the kind of company that gets. Yeah, just announce somebody and then fucking four K tickets go flying. But still, bro, it's it's New York City. You get Danielson on the card. You get you get Omega on the card. Just get them on the card together. Just run the match again. Yeah, run a fucking match. Who cares about story? You got to get people on this fucking card, bro. Like Even even if you don't get the 11K, you got to swing for the fences and see you try. It's just punting it. Like If you you punt this grand slam, then just stop the event. Like Just stop. Just stop. Close the promotion. (laughs) Close the promotion. (laughs) I want to go that far. It's like, yo, maybe maybe let's take a break from Arthur Ashe for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think um, uh, Danielson won't main event WrestleDream. Uh, I don't know. 
don't know. I don't know how that Wrestle Dream card is gonna look, bro. Um, Until we know, like involvement yeah. from the New Japan talent as well, we have no idea what the card's gonna I'm look. I'm curious like. what's next with Danielson because he's he's a, he's working babyface now, and he's on collision. Yeah. Hey, man, that that Jay White Brian Danielson program might feed families. Oh my god, I would love that. There's so much for Jay White still to do in this company. It's crazy, isn't it? So, so much, bro. So much. Crazy. I want that. Families. I want that. Um, Jay White Hangman feud as well. So bad. They have so much history. We need it. We need. We need that there. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I would like for them to both be repositioned where they need to be before they get to that feud. Like people oh, were asking yeah. for it during the summer. I'm like, no, you got to heat Hangman back up and keep presenting <laughs> Jay White as that guy. So like it's really like nailed into AW fans' heads. Yeah. And maybe did weren't familiar with his new Japan run and then run the feud. That's 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 good. that could be a really big money feud in the future. Hmm. I guess we'll see how uh we'll Daniel, I guess. We'll see. We'll see where Danielson ends up, you know, how he plays into all these plans. Um Austin King called two dollars, appreciate you. Caught and compromised to a permanent end no. steal. <laughs> Literally worse than Osama bin Laden, many people are saying. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> people are saying it, Monty. People are saying it. Nancy Reagan. <laughs> Two dollars. <laughs> Can a girl get one of those neck strong shirts? I don't know, maybe on AEW Shop. For, for, for my two British pals up here that maybe not know, Nancy Reagan, Lord. She's obviously um, the wife of. Uh, Ronald mm-hmm. Reagan, former first lady. Mm-hmm. It came out in the past that she was known for fellatio. Um, <laughs> and that was really her thing. And, you know, they're saying that, that really they, were saying, they were saying that Nancy Reagan was really neck strong. You feel me? Oh my so, God. That's, <laughs> so that's the joke. For the that's, that's the law beyond <laughs> the rest of purist live chat. <laughs> we love it. I love Six a good super chat with law. Six dollar one ninety nine. That Charlie Hot Tag will feed families. Listen, nice. told you, Nick Jackson in his prime, baby. You know, coming for coming for all the gold. Man, seven eighty four one ninety nine. Appreciate you. First Black World Champ, Swerve or Ricky? Swerve. Um, I would choose Swerve personally. I'm sorry, bro. Ricky Starks being world champion is not does not sound like a promotion that I want to watch. I did really like his um promos though. Athena. Athena. I mean, if we're, if we're, if we're, if we're it's, it's already Nyla Rose, but yeah. What? What is Nyla Rose's uh, ethnicity? Is she half black? Is she full she's, black? She's half black, half Native American, or like three fourths black. Okay, fourth Native American, but she's black. Okay. Well, it's Nyla, you know. Uh, Swerve or Ricky? I don't know, man. Still don't know. I mean, if of them has not been the look, guy, you know. Look, man, Ricky, Ricky Starks. They're both in the going in the right direction. Cool. Hitting the music will be cool. Walking out will be cool. Hitting the pose will be cool. You gotta wrestle, brother. You know, yeah, you're, you're only as good Brian as your last Danielson match and these last matches. You're, you're not gonna work, Brian. Yeah. You're not gonna work, Brian Danielson every week, my guy. You're just Brian not. Danielson. I tell you that Brian Danielson was carried in that oh, match, my brother. God. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Danielson over. Hey, hey, and y'all remember that article that came out. Cody Rhodes telling me how fun line can be. I love to lie. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Yeah, uh, Phantom FTW, appreciate you. Uh, two pounds since Punk got fired. Emmy's been on TV weekly. Look, I don't know who started this, who started this Punk H Joshi things, but thank you so much. I'm on <laughs> Thank you so much, Donald. One ninety nine. He says, "That's my new call." Stop it. Uh, I know Phil. He's a good guy. Just misunderstood. Hey, Amen. I agree. Roddy Strong let's talk about Roddy Strong we've touched on him a few times you know Um, he had this video package you know he's he's sat down he's got the neck brace on he's got the kingdom either side of him you know he's being asked about his upbringing and his life everything you know and he's he's telling this He's, you know, it's almost touching and it's weird. It's a weird visual because he's so like, he looks look so ridiculous he talking so about his family bad, and he's he the glasses that he doesn't need, he had the neck brace <laughs> on he doesn't need. And he's like such a, talking about this touching ass story, bro. Like it reeled me in. Like I forgot that he was mm-hmm. you playing a whiny, pathetic, annoying ass nigga. And then he's just like, and that's why I don't call the <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the switch up was crazy. What a beast! He's killing it with his character, isn't he? Yeah. What a beast! Um, but yeah, everyone's enjoying this stuff. Roderick Strong, is he? Roderick Strong of all people is now doing know. like beast like promo his segments and shit. You know, like <laughs> Roderick Strong. Who would have thought we'd see the day? You know, and I'm one of. I'm one of the biggest Roderick Strong believers, but I didn't think it would be him getting over on character work. Bro, you know? like, even the biggest fans never thought that he would like this would be going on, bro. Like I fucking love that. Mm-hmm. Jumping for joy when he came to AEW because I, I wanted to see him wrestle, but now I want to hear him scream at him, bro. Like, <laughs> pause, but <laughs> bro, he's coming out. End of heartache's not even playing. Before. He's coming out like he's been oh my Excuse me, shit. Oh, the way he awesome. made his entrance and they just rolled into the match after was so fucking funny because he still did his pose in the ring. There was no music playing. <laughs> it doesn't need it, you know. But yeah, what a piece. Obviously, at the end of the MJF Samoa Joe segment we were talking about earlier, he comes out and he does the whole war and he Adam shit again. <laughs> And, you know, he, he points out, you never came out to save me when my neck was in danger, you know what I mean, et cetera, et cetera. Adam Cole is just, throughout all of this, he's just, he just can't believe what Ruddy has become, you know, <laughs> this whiny, he's <laughs> just pathetic man. But he wasn't a pathetic man in his first match in the AEW um, Grand Slam World Title Eliminator Tournament where he took on Trent Barretta. And they had a very good match. And Roderick Strong is the Messiah of the Batbreak for a reason. That apron spot was crazy, oh, bro. Why is that loud on TV, bro? Because Roddy's got the kayfabe neck going, thing going on. Uh, Trent was out for a year with a real broken yeah. neck. And they were just like, they were they were trying to kill each other out there, bro. I love that, man. Yeah, man. I like, I like how they told that story of the... The ba- Everyone's got bad necks in the interview, yeah. man. Um, you know, uh, a, lot, a lot of miles, a lot of miles, you know. Bro, you know yeah. what I really fucking popped for, bro? Because Roddy's done two indie shows ever since he took that Emerald Flojo onto the chair. And he was wrestling with the neck brace, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he kept the neck brace on. But for AEW, because it's like really like leaning into the heel shit, he takes the neck brace off, 
He's obviously completely fine. Russell's a great natural trank. And then afterwards, Matt Taven puts the neck brace back on him. <laughs> like, he's like, grounding him, bro. I guess it's fucking like, hell. Like, he just put it back on so fucking good. I love that he's leaning fully into this character work. It's like, so good. even he's with his matches, yeah. it's so good. He's a beast, man. Oh, shout out, Roddy. You know, um, he's doing good business. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just happy to see. I'm happy to see him wrestle. Look, for as fun as yeah. these, as fun as his characters be, right. you know, he's all, all the fans of Roderick Strong know that he is a next level killer in the ring, you know, and that's kind of what has been the selling point of Roderick Strong for pretty much his whole career, up until the past mm-hmm. month, you know. Um, and yeah, even though he was doing all this great character work and it was puffing me and I was having a fun time with it and I was laughing at it, etc, etc, like, you know, I want to see Roderick Strong wrestle. Yeah. Especially in AEW, the wrestling company, you know, yeah. like, I want to see Roddy wrestle. I didn't get to see quite enough of it in WWE, so definitely, want, definitely happy to see him wrestle last night and Trent, man, Trent's good, bro. Trent's very good. Uh, Trent's very, especially not these higher end TV matches, you know. Yeah, uh, one of his specialty, like a feature TV match. Um, he's very good in these. And uh, Roderick Strong, like I said, is one of the great in ring guys of this era. To be honest, he's just mm-hmm. you see, even at the start of the match, it wasn't like anything electrifying or anything, but it was good shit still. Right. But like yeah. you see, when Roddy gets going. And the gears start turning, bro. He yeah. just puts a pace on people, and you either get drowned out there and you get the shit kicked out of you, <laughs> or you got to swim with him. And Trent Lock said he's very good, and he swam out there with him. And uh, they had a really good match, man. It was a really good match. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't anything like crazy, but it was very good, very very good. I love watching Roddy wrestle. Yeah, more long way of saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the match was just really good. I really enjoyed it. It felt. Like the quality of dynamite wrestling that we were used to for a while, that's kind of been lacking. Exactly. Like, like over the summer, like on the week to week TV, that wrestling quality was like a little bit all over the place. But mm-hmm. like this show, like in general, had a lot of really good wrestling, and this match was just another check in that box. So good shit. Well, good shit. And another, another successful week for the one and only Roderick Strong. You know, in and outside of the ring this week as well. Big bonus. Uh, talking of good wrestling matches, <clears throat> this wasn't long, and I can understand if a lot of people would have wanted this to be a lot longer. You know, Umi Sakura's first singles match on Dynamite in way too long. I think it might have even been years at this point. You know, yeah. and uh, you know she got a shot at the TBS title versus Chris Statlander, Chris Statlander, and it went like you know five minutes or something. But this was a re- this was a good five minutes. You know, a good yeah. sprint, and he. You know, by the end of it, I wasn't, you know, like, yeah, it would have, like I said, it would have been nice if they went a little bit longer or anything like that, but like, they didn't, they did what they needed to do out there, you know? You can't, you can't be mad at a five-minute TV match when it starts at, like, year two. Like, they went out yeah. there and, like, almost immediate fucking tri- Tiger Driver, bro. Like, yeah. you, know, you wanted you want to see them, like, lock up and, and feel each other out for three minutes and yeah. fucking... And he throws her around and stuff like, oh my god! I don't know. Like, fuck that, bro. Let's get to the wrestling. I, I get it with the women's wrestling enthusiasts. They want to, they want to see more. Yeah. But like, I like that. Was, that was really good. I, I really enjoyed that match. I really enjoyed that match. Okay. I don't think, like. I, I, I've said it with the collision reviews, bro. Like things aren't better just because they're longer. Like they're just longer. Yeah. yeah. They uh, 
Yeah, that's the that's the important thing. It's like how enjoyable is it, and how right. you know exciting is it, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'd rather have like a five minute sprint between these two than you know like a 10, 12 minute match between two people. I don't really need to be seeing out there for twelve minutes. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not it's not it's not for me. It's not even about time. Like I hate like the stopwatch stuff, and I've always yeah. like been big on women's wrestling. But it's just it's about it's for me. It's more about like the focus. And mm-hmm. giving fans kind of what they want, giving people the fan, giving fans the people they want to see. The fans want to see Emi Sakura more, you know. Yeah. Um, you've seen a lot of that online over the past few weeks, especially like with all the Wembley stuff. And uh, you know, she got she got a shot. She got a shot at Chris Statland, and she absolutely delivered, even if it was five minutes. So she made the most of her opportunity. And uh, this was just a good bit. This was a good bit of business, man. Even if it was short. I, I didn't even realize it was a five-minute match until I looked at Twitter and they were like, oh, of course. Women in the first hour, but it's, it's only five minutes. They didn't even get a whole corner. But I, I was like, right, fair enough. But I really liked it. I had fun. As well. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, man. I'd rather, I'd like like you said, I'd much rather see a shorter match that's like really well worked and like high action, like high pace, and they just go out there and kill it. Then mm-hmm. like them go for twelve minutes and there'd be four minutes of nothing because it's gone for a break and they're just doing their heat segment. Like I'd much rather I like the really high paced matches, but maybe it's because I have a short attention span. No, I, I think uh, it's kind of an art that gets lost because of the way mm-hmm. that Twitter and stopwatch fans have become. Yeah. You know, so like, people if any if any matches like four, five, six minutes, it's like oh it's a disgrace and they don't care about women's wrestling or they don't care about the undercard with the men or however that five, six minute match comes. But at the end of the day, like I said, it's kind of like a lost art because you can do a lot of shit in five minutes, bro. Oh, these, you know? these style Why this is versus... a long time. Like Maybe to wrestle. That's five minutes. If that. Yeah, exactly. If that. Yeah. Yeah, it was some of the most like electrifying wrestling TV ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a, there definitely is a time and a place, and it has to be the right talent. You know, like yeah. Stat and Emmy are definitely like good enough to make the most of a five minute tournament. You know, yeah. so um, it has to be the right people in these situations to get the most out of it. You know, but like I said, you can do a lot with a short amount of time if you've got the right talent. Uh, what other good matches we have? Uh, Lesek Gods versus Aussie Open. That was a good time. Um, yeah, when, when this really kicked into gear, I was really enjoying it, you know. Uh, yeah. Of course, Jericho, Sammy Guevara, there was tension between them two. I believe Jericho fucked up by doing like accidentally, he did like an accidental dive on Sammy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Aussie Open. They couldn't get it quite done. They came close a lot of times. You know, it was a pretty good showing for them, to be honest. Yeah. So a few people saying that they should have won and stuff, but like at the end of the day, the trying the point of the match was that they're trying to tell a story of Jericho and Sammy. Exactly. Yeah. So unless Yeah, so unless it was like a dramatic fuck up by Jericho and not just like a dive, you know, yeah. sort of thing. Uh then I guess that this was the way that match was always gonna go, yeah. really. Um, it's like Aussie Open recently beat the Hardys, and no matter how you perceive the Hardys in 2023, There's that's still a big hard. fucking name tag team to get a win over. <laughs> it's not like they're like shit, going out and jobbing to like fucking no-namers. Like, this, it's Jericho. 
Like, Ozzy Osbourne's so fucking bad, bro. Like, it's yeah, so bad. I got a little bit heated on Twitter last night because it did really annoy me. Like some of the takes. It's like, like, well, they, didn't, they didn't. They didn't love working New Japan tours or even getting skipped over on some tours, and then having to fly to the UK mm-hmm. and work eighty-five indies. They were doing it because they were poor, bro, and New Japan refused to <laughs> pay them. Like New Japan did not give them contracts. They gave them. They gave New Japan every opportunity to sign them. They didn't fucking want to, bro. It's like you can't. And, and just because. Even outside of that, just because AEW signs the talent doesn't mean they need to be fucking pushed right away. Doesn't mean they need to be AEW World Champion right away. Doesn't mean they need to be tag champions right away. It's all right. Aussie Open will be AEW World Tag yeah. Team Champions one day within the next like, year. Like, let's be realistic. Like, They'll probably be next year. Like, They'll probably yeah. take it off the box. Honestly, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like- I get what people say. It's like, oh, we want to see. I, I don't even think they've been booked badly, personally. They haven't like, at all. They have they're, wrestling. they're wrestling top stars all the time. Like they're featured on TV pretty much every week in a prominent position. They were on fucking Wembley, and they've been signed to the company what six months. So, you know how many, you know how many day ones weren't anywhere close to getting on the Wembley card, or not? Like they won the Ring of Honor Championships within like fucking two weeks of Mark Davis being back. It wasn't even two weeks, I don't think. So. Uh, it was literally. His- like the the first match back. Yeah, it's a fight because he did. Didn't he come back in a rumble or something like that in a battle royal or some shit? No, I think the Ring of Honor match might have been literally their first match back. Yeah, it was because it was like they were they were they were like a mystery team, right? Like, yeah, they, it, it was it was literally just match. announced. Yeah, yeah, and everyone was just like, "Oh shit, they're back!" Like. Yeah, you can definitely, no. you can just, you can, regardless of whether you think they've been not like, perfectly booked or anything, I think you can at least say that. You can tell that Tony's like a fan, you know. Yeah. You can tell that Tony sees. They weren't, like, you know? you, they weren't like sometimes TK just signs people just to sign people. He yeah. obviously has plans for Ozzy. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Like, he signed them when Davis was injured, and they didn't have a clear timeline of when he'd actually be able Davis to come back. And Kyle was used when he was out, so they clearly value them as a tag team and as single wrestlers. So. Yeah, definitely. And uh, speaking. Of valuable singles wrestlers. Hangman Adam Page has yeah. finally got a singles feud that it oh. seems that everybody can get the teeth into and really get behind, you know. Um, you know, we, he had a live promo last night and he was like, it was more like a what's next for Hangman kind of deal, you know. It's out there, he's being interviewed by Shivani, talking about the charity that he won the Battle Royal for to raise money for. Um, the Chicago Public Education Fund, if I believe. Yep. And, uh, you know, he, he, he put over how teachers are underpaid and stuff, and it was just like, he was just a nice baby face promo, you know, and he, he killed it out there, of course. And right. But he's interrupted by Swell Strickland. <laughs> he just comes out there <laughs> and just <laughs> kicks the shit out of him, <laughs> verbally, should I say. He just... <laughs> He just tore him down yeah. piece by piece, every little insecurity that Hangman could possibly have. The only, I think the only mm-hmm. thing he didn't call him was a raving alcoholic or something. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he, talked, he talked about, he said he didn't get any new gear in over a year. He doesn't do no promos, singles promos. He doesn't do singles matches. Um, He, he called him the lead, lead carrier, which was a big thing in the early AEW mm-hmm. game on uh, New Japan. Like, it was that promo was so fucking good, bro. Called him lazy. He called him a nepo yeah. baby, pretty much. Called him lazy. Yeah, called him fat. Like, was good shit. She was crazy, bro. It was, <laughs> it was very shit. much like for the hangman fans. It was very much like fight back. You know? no, <laughs> yeah, it 
was like, bro, I know, I know where this is going. Like, I, I know where this is going because, like, Hangman's very much the like, uh, he's the he's like he's pretty much the I'm not a killer, but don't push me type of character. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I'm gonna be cool, calm, collected, mellow Hangman until you finally make me snap. And I'm gonna fucking yeah. stab you. So that that's the place that Swerve's gonna make him go. And shit. So yeah, because when he went to Hawaii, went off to his going. family. Right. Yeah, this was a, this was very. I good love shit. this. Very good yeah, shit. Two awesome. two big single stars that the AW audience absolutely believes in as big stars. Um, of course, Hangman, you know, he's more of an established big star in AW. He's a former mm-hmm. world champion, etc. But Swerve, especially on his latest heel run um, with the Mogul Embassy, has been. You know, he's been killing it. He's been heavily featured as he should be, and he's been running with the ball when given, when it's given not, the ball, and he, he absolutely did so in this uh, That was by far the biggest quarter to quarter jump in in, uh, in the key demo. I don't know about viewership, but it was like they rose like ten percent in the demo. Yeah. Nothing else is like close to that. It works, it works, man. People have been calling for a hangman feud for a minute with someone right. like, with a, a single star, big feud that he, you know, we can. Really, you know, his fans can get the teeth into, like I said. Yeah. Now, someone's got to lose, bro. Someone's got to lose. I don't want to see y'all crying when someone does lose. All right. I think it should be Hangman that should. Be. I, I think Hangman should lose as well. That's the story they're telling right now. Swerve going over would be huge for him, <laughs> and Hangman losing. It's just another step in his little story that they're doing. They right really love it's doing shit like that, bro. It's like, they're just <laughs> they all because they they just go through phases where they all become like big fucking losers. It's just I used to be that nigga, bro. <laughs> I can't be a baby now. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is um, be interesting to see how this plays out. How many matches they do? Kind of a, uh, you know, the, I guess kind of the the story that they're telling. <laughs> I guess the story that they're telling is, you know, Swerve thinks Hangman Adam Page has got complacent in his spot as one of the top AEW guys. He's got lazy, etc., and he kind of, you know, we verbally undressed him. And um, yeah, he, he wants the spot. He wants that spot. And, and it's, it's good storytelling in wrestling. More wrestlers should do <laughs> shit like that. I, like, yes, I always, I always go back to the wrestling. Is fucking simple most of the time. Yes. Like this isn't a complex story. Hangman mm. Adam Page, you know, I, I don't know how he's gonna take it, but you don't have to, you know, do some power of friendship post depression mm. story. Right. You know, like you can just you want one competitor wants the other competitor's spot. It's that easy, you know. Also, um, I really like how they're like we're the elite, but we're all gonna go and do our own thing. Like, yes, mm-hmm. Kenny's, Kenny's gonna come back. He's gonna do his thing. The Bucks are in the tag division. Hangman's in the top end feud. I'm, ha- I'm happy. Let's, we can keep it like this for a while. Winning. We don't got it. We don't have to Avengers assemble for no. at least until 2024. Yeah, yeah definitely. So There's so much stuff that there's still. It's actually quite amazing when you look at it and you look at the roster and you look at who the elite have worked with in terms of like big programs. Right. You know. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of people kind of criticise the elite in the sense of that they do work a lot of the same people sometimes. Yeah. You know, they'll go a lot full circle with people and stuff, and that's kind of the way they tell lot to tell the stories as well. You know, they'll do, yeah. they'll tell a bit, and then they'll come back to it, and then they'll do a call back to something from two years ago. And then, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so they do that a lot. But and that, and we, that is the thing that happens when people like try to make it seem like it's malicious, but I think that's just the way they like to tell stories. Yeah. They're about to have their fourth match. With FTR, and obviously mm-hmm. they're not the best of friends, especially after Ball Out. 
especially after all the twerking Dak was doing on Twitter. Like they just they just they, they this is just how they want to tell stories, bro. Like mm-hmm. I, I think they're gonna move on to different people now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind to see um Kenny continue this to catch a few though. I don't I just don't see why it would be over right now. Honestly, mm-hmm. but unless they want to like because of like the way that the builders received this time around, unless they want to like let it breathe for a little bit and then right. circle back to it rather than trying to retcon straight away. So I, I wouldn't mind if they did that if they swerved it a little bit and then picked it back up in the new year. Yeah, man, I'm uh there's there's always gonna be a few different directions you can go yeah. with the elite because like I said, that's kind of the way they tell their stories, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I was getting to, with the way they do tell the stories, it's like it leaves so many people that they're still yet to work with, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, uh, there's definitely a lot of things on the table for them to do. Uh, what else have we got on Dynamite? Um, <laughs> Nick Wayne bumping into Christian. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um Okay, so we had Max versus AR Fox at the start of the show. But before this, at the very, very opening of the show, Orange Cassidy comes out and he kind of, you know, he, get, he gets his flowers and his appreciation from the fans again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he cuts a short but sweet promo. And, uh, yeah, and, and the show. <laughs> and the show. This. I, I assume we've been seeing him for a couple months, bro. Like, he's beat up in storyline, he's beat up in real life. Like, he deserves a break, but he, want, he wants to be around. I commend him for it. Mm-hmm. Till the wheels fall off. Seems like that sort of a seems like he's got that kind of mindset, which is great for the fans. But later in life, he may regret it. We'll we'll have to wait and see. I'm hoping the best for him. Hope he holds up. You know, shout out Orange Cassidy. He's had a great, absolutely. He's had a great year. You know, um, yeah. So shout out Orange. Max, of course, the new AEW International Champion after defeating yeah. Orange Cassidy at All Out in a great main event. He, he has the opener defending the title against AR Fox. And uh, they, they have a nice opener, man. They have a nice opener. I enjoyed it a lot. After the match, of course, Darby comes down to uh, make the save for AR Fox when he's getting beat down. Of course, he was watching the match with Nick Wayne backstage. Nick Wayne doesn't come out with Darby because, he's, of course, he's, he's still conflicted. You know, yeah. After everything that went down, more than fair. And as Nick Wayne is left... On his own backstage, he bumps into Christian Cage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he just, he, he just, he's so like comedic, you know, not just even he's like his, his timing he's and everything. Timing like, so he, the way that he leaves and he's like, tell your mama said hi, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Christian, Christian's always been known as hilarious, but like, this mm-hmm. is probably the funniest shit he's done in his entire career. <laughs> it's like, he's taken this character and run with it, and it's yeah. so fucking good. I'm glad that they like, really leaned into this like dead dad bit they because like they had done it like two storylines in a row that was like yeah no, they, they, they know the fucking memes like they obviously know the memes like it's, yeah they're really leaning into it like christian had the presser first thing he said is how's everybody's father is doing today i want to see nick wayne be jungle boy 2.0 and go on to christian's wing i want to see it be cool. it's, better, it's better than being darby's friend i think <laughs> Yeah, I think I think so as well. They could do something with this, like the Derby, Nick Wayne, Christian stuff at um, Wrestle Dream because that's in Seattle, right? And Nick's right. from so they're Seattle. obviously gonna have a big program there. 
So it'd be interesting to see if they did something on that show and maybe we see a, um, a turn there from Nick or whatever. I didn't realize how many top-end guys are from the Pacific Northwest. Fucking dragons. Yeah, I know. It's Darby. crazy. Because, like, Brian's from there as well. So. Yeah. Hmm. Yo, I could actually see him doing something with that storyline in Seattle. So, of course, WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, but like, like you said earlier, on, it kind of depends on how heavy the New Japan yeah. involvement is. Right. Um, because I think Osprey's free that day as well. I don't think he's got a show the day before. Um, I can't remember anyone else off the top of my head, but those are the two big names that I know are free yeah, for WrestleDreams. We're going to have to wait and see what Tony Khan and uh, Gato, Rocky, see what they're cooking, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Christian was funny again. Uh, <laughs> what else we got? <laughs> Ricky Starks caught a good promo, man. Uh, oh, of course, there was, the vid- there was the video package, you know, of course, uh, you know, kind of highlights of his match, the strap match with Brian as Ricky Starks is caught, also caught in a promo during the video package and you know, he he told he told the people. You know, don't give me a piece of bread and tell me I've been fed. I want. I, I, I will say. I will say. When I was watching this, I was like, "Why the fuck is Ricky talking like he won, bro?" Just because everybody's acknowledging you had a good match. Like, why are you <laughs> in kayfabe? You got your ass beat, brother. Like, why are you? Why, why are you twerking? And it was kind of a babyface promo too, but whatever. Yeah, it's like uh, especially the way in the babyface sense, he was like, "I didn't tap out." You know, no one can make me tap out, etc. You know, I passed out valiantly, etc., etc. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, but of course, with kind of how we got to the match on Sunday, he's clearly a heel. You know, yeah. it's just that, you know, sometimes when you're turning a passionate promo, like this was very good promo. It can, uh, speak from the yeah, it can, yeah, the lines can blur. Um, yeah, these intentionally are and unintentionally sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. you are. The biggest Ricky Starks fan here, probably in wrestling mm-hmm. years. Um, what do you want him to do next? Um, continue being the top heel in Collision and feuding with. I mean, I guess you could say that he still has. He's done a strap match, though. That's like a, yeah, that's what I was saying. That's a blow off match. Like, I think he needs to go yeah. some ways from. from yeah, especially like the way that you talked about not tapping out. Like you, you could, I guess you could talk. Uh, you could talk yourself into him still having like a gripe with Brian, you know. Yeah. Um, so you could do that. I guess it's hard to say, I mean, because like collision is going to be like different. I think it's yeah, fair to not, say. <laughs> people are actually allowed to go there now. It's not going to be the same crew of twelve people. So, who knows yeah, in a broad, in a broad sense, I'd like, in a broad sense, I'd like him. Him and Jay White like interchangeably being like the top heels on that yeah. show. Yeah. Um, like one, but I think I think Ricky's on the spot. You know, he, he's he's been yeah. really good lately, and he's been given the ball to run with in collision, and given the space and the time to kind of, you know, spread his wings in the main event and stuff. And he and he's he's held up his end of the end of the deal. So at least for the foreseeable future, keep him right up there. You know, especially if he's sticking around after getting. Choked out by Brian Danielson in a strap match, you know. Yeah, I'm trying. Who the fuck are the top babyfaces in the collision? So oh, we're just trying to bring Miro. Yeah, but it seems like they're doing the Hobbs match again with Miro because mm. oh. they obviously attacked him after. Yeah. So I, I genuinely have no idea what's next for Ricky, which in some ways is exciting, but it's also a little bit. Yeah. Hmm, 
I would like a little bit of direction. So I'm not the biggest Ricky fan, but I enjoy his promo work a lot. So I'd like to see He's him cool, like man. in a feud with someone that he can like have some really cool promo battles with and they can put on a nice match. So Oh yeah, a couple of notes on some of the things that we've already spoke about. Uh yeah, of course there was Sammy and Guevara Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. They uh you know, they nearly came to blows, a lot of pushing and shoving oh. going on there. Sammy Guevara talked at Rampage. If you've read the spoilers, you know what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know from the MJF and Samojo thing? Do you think we get an MJF in the neck brace? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think there's a really good chance really we get MJF funny. in the neck brace. <laughs> Everyone's just got beat up next, you know? Because MJF was really selling at the end of that segment. Yeah. Like, he had the fucking Kinesis tape on and shit under his shirt. Like He would do, like... He would do the thing of getting like a fucking custom Burberry one as well, which yeah. would be really fucking funny. Just to like one up Roddy in every way. It's just like, oh, my neck's fucked, but my neck brace is great, and I have Adam Cole. So I do appreciate the the, the work MDF's doing to sell his neck, though, bro. Because yeah, yeah. Adam Cole was going at it with the fucking with the Panama Sunrise and the fucking mm. on the floor. And the fucking and the destroyer in ring and yeah. the fucking dis- and the uh brainbuster on the steel steps like no you shouldn't be okay by next dynamite or the week after that so I, I appreciate mm-hmm. what's going on and then you continue with the damage to the neck with the fucking um the uh he had him in the guillotine Joe did that all yeah. out and then all the shit that happened on dynamite like, let's keep this going give him the fucking Burberry neck brace and you got Adam Cole like really like tending to the neck brace and be like Cole MJF no your neck. When he never did any of that shit for Roddy, bro. <laughs> yeah. That could be real TV. That could be real television. It's so funny. Yeah, that's definitely it. MJF as well. You know, like his character work and shit. Right. You know, he's just going to be... He'll be ridiculous. Um, uh, well, I was going to look on this show. Got the latest rendition of Delusional Tony Storm. She threw another shoe at Renee. Right, she's <laughs> so good. It's legit funny, man. She, you know? She's literally like going to... Uh... Grand Slam, right? Like, it's going to be Tony Storm's Yeah, she better be. You know, chin up, tits out, and watch for the shoe. Yes, she's really under groove. Bro, yeah. she, she's gotten this character over with, like two minutes of promo work. Not even two minutes. Like, how long are these are these promo segments really? Like? Uh, 40 seconds. Yeah, she's gotten over as fuck doing. Throws a shoe at Renee, you know. <laughs> Good shit, man. <laughs> Wrestling simple. Champion lost her belt, and she's fucking gone crazy. Like. She has, yeah, she's she's lost the damn mind, you know. Um, Good shit. I'm not Good big shit. on wrestling couples like being presented together on TV. But Tony and Juice interacting in their current it, characters would be fucking comedy. Like, don't just throw them out there. Just like, oh, okay, you guys are fucking in real life. Let's put you on television. It doesn't always work mm-hmm. that way. Like, I know Seth and Becky have spoken on this in the past. They're yeah. like, bro, we are terrible television together. We don't want to work TV together no more. Like, they've said it probably. They're like, we told Vince, no, we're done. And, and I don't know. I, I wasn't watching, so I don't know how true that is. But I don't like yeah, either. It, 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 so, it, it was weird time. It was very weird. It did create one moment when Baron Corbin hit the end of days. I, I did see yeah. that. <laughs> I did see that. That looked awesome. Her cell on the end of days was awesome. Beast. Well, um, yeah, that was uh, them two on screen together when they were both like the top baby faces of the divisions. 
you know, in theory, that's a great idea. You know, the natural yeah. they were naturally the biggest baby faces in the company, and it's like you get them on screen together, and they just don't have that like chemistry. You know, mm-hmm. um, but that's just on screen chemistry. Sometimes it just doesn't work. You know, yeah. yeah. But the four Tony just hanging out with like Bullet Club Gold and like her and Juice just being insane together and her taking the piss out of the guns. Like, I think it'd be really fucking funny. Yeah, you definitely could get some fun interactions out of that because they're both just fucking delusional at the moment. Yeah, yeah, man. um, Shout out to Tony Storm. She's good, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, Anything else? Of course, the main event. Um, the, The main event was another. Eliminate a tournament for a shot at MGF's tournament. Grand Slam, Darby Allin versus Nick Wayne. I'll be honest, I did not think this was that good, to be honest. Um, there was a, I just had, I think Nick Wayne, he's good if his matches are laid out a certain way and he can just kind of do a, you know, big move, big move, big move, because he's definitely mm-hmm. capable, like he's, he's a good athlete and all that sort of stuff. But the stuff in between, I kind of struggle with. You know, in terms of him being kind of ready for this spot, his main event in Dynamite, he's been putting some yeah. huge spots. And I get it from a storytelling perspective, of course, although it's very easy to grasp. As I always say, wrestling simple, you know, and his story is very easy to grasp. So um, I get why. I get that I do understand the why, but it's just, I do think he does still have kind of a ways to go, although there is a lot of stuff that he can do is very impressive. Yeah. Um, I thought the chemistry that the two had was interesting. I'll be grabbing the mic mid-match. Be like, hit me harder, kid. Bro, like, like, I told what the fuck was that about, bro? Darby, bro. Like, I don't... Yeah, was... and I, I, I enjoyed the match more than Monty did, but I also yeah. thought that it would be um, better than it was. But I still liked the match. But that, that microphone spot, bro. Darby, don't do that again. Bro. Don't do that yeah, please. please. <laughs> don't do that a polite request. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, like you know, they went for the big spot on the outside, and even I was putting over just saying how like Nick Wayne can do the big spots. Like that, that splash to the outside did not look good at all. Yeah, he went, like, he went like straight on his feet. <laughs> yeah, then just kind of like went on him. And fair enough, bro. Like I'm not saying I could go to the top. No, no, no. But I also <laughs> yeah. wouldn't lay out my match to do that. that yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not um, saying he's to smack his fucking forehead on the ground trying to do an actual frog splash to the outside. But just, like, yeah. That, that looks really bad, bro. Um, but yeah, man, Darby got the win in the end. Yeah. And the the good thing for me out of this was we're getting Darby Allen versus Roderick Strong. Oh, bro. Oh, baby. I'm just going to be nuts. Oh, baby. You know? Not to sound like back up pain, man, but the things that Roderick Strong is going to do to Darby's back, bro. <laughs> Put the kids to bed. They don't even watch that. Put the kids to bed. 100%. Roddy's an animal, man. He's an animal. He's just... Putting him in a match with Roddy after Darby hurt his back at all in is a choice, (laughs) Definitely. Bro, Darby's just insane. He's coming on interviews like, oh, my back's not 100%. You know, I've done the coffin dropper on on top of the coffin at Wembley and it kind of messed up my back. Next thing you know, he's doing... He's taking crazy bumps against Nick Wayne. Of course, he's going to go out there and he's not going to leave anything on the table because he loves Nick Wayne. Of course, he does. And it's a huge moment for Nick Wayne. Right. He's going to be the other ending. He's going to try and do things, you know. 
But him just like crashing and burning with that dive spot was fucking oh, insane. Then he took the Rana to the floor as well, and he's just like, he's just crazy. That Rana to the floor was nasty. It was brutal. They obviously dive wood, but that Rana's still fucking. Yeah. That dive could, that dive was like two inches from going. Yeah, like, two inches from going. Like, like, oh my god, that'd be so scary to watch sometimes because he just it's insane. Darby yeah. and Sasha Banks on those dives, bro. I always forget how like Mercedes got like that little bit of like insanity, you know, yeah, when she gets yeah, going. Like, like, she wanted to die for this shit, bro. Like, <laughs> that 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 bump she took on on Willow's pounce, bro. That shit just reminded me twenty-four. Good shit, man. But yeah, Dynamite, man. It was a really good show, wasn't it? it was a really good show. Um, mm-hmm. Just like it was just you know good night. Good excitement being carried throughout the show, you know. Everything kind of, everything kind of felt purposeful. Nothing kind of felt like, oh, this is time to change the channel. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. There's no like quarter right here. Mm-hmm. So every everything, you know, everything kind of had its purpose. I think it's the best post pay per view dynamite they've ever done. Like, could be. I I can't think of go homes and post pay per view dynamites have been historically very weak in AEW. Yeah. So I, you, you're probably right. Even when the post pay per view for all out, they fucking nailed this like past seven days. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, like even when even when AEW Dynamite's like go homes and um post pay per view shows don't hit, it's like even when they do hit, sorry, it's then sometimes they don't achieve what they're supposed to as a go-home or a post-pay-per-view show. Like the point of a post-pay-per-view show is to set up new feuds right. or keep other things going so you can re- you know, reignite interest in things. I think last night they've done that, of course, with um, the Samoa Joe, MJF angle that happened at the pay-per-view. We got a good follow-up on that and we got some good stuff out of that. And of course, we got all the ruddy stuff, you know. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, Swerve versus Hangman, you know. We got that. We got that to look forward to, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We continued. Who's going to be facing MJF next in the next tournament, um, and a few other things as well. So, who who do we think um, Takesh is going to be facing next? Because that was the other light like, sports segment. It was like Don Callis is just like we've got this new thing to reveal next week. People people really want Takesh versus Abushi at WrestleMania, and and if we're gonna if we're gonna keep going with this Omega thing, it makes sense. And my my two things Abushi's finished. I'll never get to give up on the Golden Star. All right, I'll never give up on the Golden Star. He's him. He'll be fine, bro. He'll be fine. He's working out some kinks right now. You feel me? I think I, just I, I would like yeah. to see the match eventually, but I feel like a singles match for Ibushi right now isn't the best choice. I like like him in like the dynamic. bro. Like he's a he's a literal prodigy. He's him and Ibushi have wrestled a million times. If there's anyone yeah. that Abushi's going to singles match against, other than like Kenny, it's Takeshita, bro. So, yeah. hmm. no. I, I have my worries, I, you know. Nah, just, he's just being British. Oh, oh, you want it easy as well. You want it the finger for Abushi for me, especially. It's like. I just thought he was so good, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. So it's mm. so striking to me. Like, yeah, even aesthetically, yeah, I, I from a physical like, point of view and stuff, yeah. like, he was, like, almost like a video game character, you know? Yeah. He was on and so much gas, bro. <laughs> he was on so much fucking gas. <laughs> now he's just, you know, he's... Hey, man. In a, few, in a few times we've managed to see him, 
It's uh, rusty. Look, I'm going to hook him up. I'm going to hook him up with Brian Cage. I'm going to hook him up with CP Swerve. You feel me? We're gonna, we're gonna, he's going to get his vitamins in. He's going to keep rehabbing that elbow. We're going to be all right, man. Brian Cage and Kurt Rabushi interacting. It's just so fucking funny. <laughs> Beast. <laughs> Brian Cage, you know. He's a... Uh... Hello, Brian Gage. Just oh, facing Hangman like, next week. Oh, you know, I was going to say that match year. next week. I'm so excited. He's, um, he attacked Hangman. You know, Swerve, Swerve set him up. Swerve set up Hangman. Yeah. Ended up getting attacked by Brian Cage. Sets up the match for next week. Brian Cage, Hangman, free. They have good matches. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they have good matches. They have good matches. I'll double nothing one, man. So fucking good. All right. AEW news. Uh, Thunder Rosa seemingly ready to return, according to Fightful Select. Seems like she could return at any time. I honestly wouldn't be super surprised if we saw her on Collision on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Do we think we have good chances of that? It will be very interesting to see where she slots into yeah. the women's division with kind of where it's at at the moment. And considering she was, though, she was never beaten for the title, was she? Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, she, yeah, oh, she, yeah uh, she. We got the real world's women's championship going now. Imagine, imagine, imagine. If she, she just carries Punk's belt around. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. I can't lie. Oh, please. That would be real. Heat, you know? Are like all cases. You got mm-hmm. you got stat. Like so what mm. is, I don't I don't want to see Thunder Rosa versus Diamante, bro. I don't want to see that. Thunder Rosa versus Athena is something that we already got it multiple times. Yeah. Athena, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll throw Athena into like any conversation. Yeah, like, like, feasibly I mean, throw into uh, <laughs> Where's Kenny Omega work at WrestleGene? Fucking Athena's not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll I'd legit oh, watch that to be honest. She has a really good match against Swerve Strickland at yeah. Revolver before she got signed to AEW. I fucking love that match. Oh, got, if you haven't seen it, go check that shit out. When Athena throws taste your full arms on Kenny Omega. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Um, Athena's yeah, a beast. Do something with her, please, Tony. You know, get her on there. Get her on main AEW shows and get her like you know, she could be your top heel, brother. You know, I just don't get like, like I thought this Ring of Honor stuff was just something for her to do while other programs came to a close and put a bow on. Like, why is she there, bro? Why is she mm-hmm. behind the paywall that nobody's watching? Like, makes no sense. Okay. There's no excuse for it anymore when every other Ring of Honor champion is featured on Dynamite. Or collision. Yeah, it's it's really the only one paywall. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Rosa could come back as a heel? I think, I think it'd be. I think, she, I think she definitely could. It's not like the fans yeah. are fucking. It's not like the fans are even like, while she was out, like, oh my God, Thunder Rosa. She's on her way back. I can't wait. Oh my God, Thunder. Bro, they weren't doing that, bro. And it's just like the people, like people had their agendas, like the anti DMD agendas and all that. And all my bullying and all that shit. And it's like, oh, Rosa was right. But it wasn't really, like, fan support. You know what I mean? So she could definitely come back, be like, y'all give a fuck about me while I was gone. Fuck y'all, eat my ass. And then she get booed and then she's here. I think, I think it's very possible. Yeah, we either do, like, uh, remember when Sasha Banks turned on that? 
and she, uh, she, 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 she revealed she the different one of her. Yeah, like, she, she, yeah, she, yeah, she, she came back. She got, she got like the baby face part. Do you know what I mean? Because of course, like yeah. Thunder Rose, the people will pop for Thunder Rose when she first comes back. She's been gone out for so long. Um, so you, you know, you let her have that, and then you give her a moment with one of the other baby faces. As I mentioned, they've got so many of them. I would, yeah, I would choose Willow. Mhm. Mhm. And then you do, yeah. You you turn there inspired. and then. <clears throat> but yeah, man. Definitely some options for Thunder Rose. It would be interesting to see where she slots in because if you get creative, there is absolutely a lot of courses or that yes. she uh, could be doing, and a lot of interesting people she could be mixing up with. Uh, getting some more super chats. Uh, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Type boldly. My art rival. Um, Five dollars. WWE shouldn't go near MJF now that he's over twenty-five years old. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea FC law. Um, and your rag hundred rupees. Appreciate you. I think it's a mistake not running Dynamite Collision on the same day for Arthur Ash. You could have more. You could have given more big matches given the high ticket pricing. That's a pretty good point, I guess. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. Um, Will Chisholm, appreciate it as always, brother. Uh, five dollars. Do you think we get some women from stardom at the Wrestle Dream pay per view? I just, um, yes, TK named them by uh, I just want to see a, women, a dream match. Okay, uh, I was trying to figure out what the last bit of Super Chat said. I just want to see a dream see match. match yeah. Um, I don't think we'll get a dream match though, but I think we'll definitely get some stardom talent. Isn't like the last day of the five star on the thirtieth of September though. I'm pretty be? sure. Yeah, they do. Have, they do have a show the day before. There's like a few talent they can maybe spare, but it's not going to be anyone like huge. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're going to send over. Like, they're going to send over normal. Like... Oh, one day we are going to get that though. We're going to get like, the big stardom say, matches out of it. I, I don't think you would name it, would, would say stardom by name if it wasn't a plan. Like, even if it's not top end mm-hmm. talent or even like Sorry, middle I know, like, who, who said it? I think it might have been Jordan Patu. He was just like, um, Momo's free that day and she's yeah, been, like with New Japan and Strong and that. They, so, like, they always send her to the States. And <laughs> yeah, Jamie Rush just said it. Yeah, big match Momo. I don't know. Cookie. She's she's a good talent. I like her a lot. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll have to just wait and see. But I think it's fair to be somewhat optimistic at this point, Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt's one, 84-199. appreciate it. Amy versus Stat was the best so five-minute match I've seen in a minute. It was really good, man. It yeah. was really good. Um, making the most of the time that they had, you know. Really good match. Zayd Nadi, 199, appreciate you as always. Tony Storm is a top five character. What a beast. Yeah, she's been killing it, man. Yeah. She's been killing it. Throwing shoes at Renee, you know, Delusion. Wrestling fans like it. Wrestling fans love Delusion, don't they? <laughs> Will Chisholm again, appreciate you. $5. I, kn- I know he wouldn't leave because he's a Triple H guy, but who would y'all trade for AEW to get Gunther? Yeah, I couldn't for see it. To it. Be a, for it to be an even trade? Yeah, of course. Oh, fuck, bro. 
You got to give some more. Send him over. Nah, 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 bro. You got, you got to really give some somebody, more. Somebody that'll actually miss. Um, Someone that'll hurt. Bro, you're getting gunned there. Yeah, you know, I know. Changing, like. mm-hmm. I'm going to keep the AW roster real fast. Oh. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's do a package deal, bro. Send over Ricky and, uh, and Andrade. Nah, it's not cheating, bro. And they can have Matt. My immediate reply was nasty and I'll re- I'll, I'll take it back. Even though I didn't actually say it. You won't be safe. Um, it would have took you one guess to guess. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give up Danielson. I wouldn't give up. Uh, they wouldn't even take Jericho for Walter. But I wouldn't give up Jericho either. Um, I wouldn't give up Claudio. You won't give up. Claudio. Bro, this Claudio's doing the best shit of his career. I love Claudio, yeah. bro. I've always he's had. Bro. He's gonna don't fucking bury him over there, bro. I want to see. I want to see him in high level matches doing his fucking thing, like. Bro, I wouldn't swap Claudio and Gunther because of I'd want them uh, in the same company. I want to see that fucking so, match, though, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, didn't they have, like, a crazy match at a house show in the UK? Probably. I, yeah, they did. They did it. Was it in the UK? I think it was in Europe. They had a match at a house show, and people went nuts over it, and I don't think they ever released footage of it. I wouldn't give up Eddie. Um, God, fuck no. Fuck. Um, mm. Would I give them Jay White for Walter, bro? Oh. Would I do it? I, I I'd have I. I'd have to I'd have to poke around. I might do it, bro. If he takes the I'm guns not, with him, then maybe. I might give him. I'll probably let you take your pee. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, okay. You can't. You can't. You can't. Yeah. I'll be like, you can't. You can't. You can't have the elite because that would just upset too many people. Yeah. You can't have Eddie, and you can't have Danielson. Um, I would say no to Mox as well. Not yeah, I'm saying no to Mox. Okay, but... fine. Okay, good. Mox won't Mox won't go the other way anyway. <laughs> I, Mox, I might Mox, think Mox cancel to, the deal. For it to be somewhat fair, I might give them King Switch, bro, and I love Jay White, but it's gone for man. That is a good trade. It's gone for. But hey, that that first trade of Andrade, Malachi Black, and Ricky Starks. I feel like WWE would say yes. What about the Lucha Bros? Would that be fair? The Lucha Bros? Ooh. Interesting. Uh, it would hurt for me to see them go, but I would do it. Yeah. Hurt me I feel like that's a trade I could do. Oh, I'd give them MJF for Walter. I saw Jimmy Omega again. <laughs> the I, I, even as a new MJF fan. Yeah, MJF. I, I didn't name a lot of people. Like, MJF, Marks, Danielson, Eddie, and the Elite. Are they like the untouchables? Mm. Is there anyone else in like the untouchable category that we've missed? I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, probably. It's like the main top top stars, then Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) Because we because we love Eddie. Fuck, Gunther's just amazing. Like if it was my actual promotion, not AEW, look, I'd let you take the elite, you know? You could have anyone. You take anyone for Gunther, brother, you know. I fucking love Gunther. They could um, do I would do the elite from Gunther <laughs> if they also threw in Ilya Dragunov. 
Look, I man, feel like that. If, I feel like that's fair. If if, if I'm gonna give up a top end star for Walter, I'm putting a clause in his contract. You gotta gain 20 pounds, brother. Whether you get on the gas or whether you eat Big Macs, I don't care. Whether it be all steroids or it's all fat, I don't care. You gotta gain 20 pounds, my nigga. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll load Darby a lot. A lot. Uh, but, I'm, bro, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm, I got off a gunfer for Derby, I'm driving Derby to the airport myself, bro. <laughs> I can't care. I like Derby a lot. I love I'm Derby. I Derby, bro. I fucking love Derby. Bro. Gunther's like... It's, Wal- it's Big Ben Walter. <laughs> Gunther's not one of the best heels I've ever seen, you know? <laughs> so, I do I love Derby, though. I want Gunther to Get wrestling Hitler on Wednesday nights. Imagine them two fight, uh, fighting, wrestling each other. <laughs> that would be... Darby's <laughs> baby face in peril versus versus fucking Walter, man. Would you imagine uh, one fucking chop would do the Darby's chest? This fucking cave. <laughs> yeah, um, well, oh, we had a bit of fun with that one. Shout out, Will. Appreciate you as always. Showtime Spurs two dollars. Britt Baker versus <laughs> Megan Bain. Let's go. Is Megan <laughs> Bain even signed to Star I don't no. think so, but she has been featured very strongly since being there. So, yeah. you know, um, I clearly see something, you know, she could end up so. I don't know. Maybe if Jeremy's still in law chat, he can tell us. Um, but yeah, I've, 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 heard pretty, I've heard pretty good things about Megan Bain and her, uh, the start to her run in stardom. Mm-hmm. So, but her versus Britt Baker, I don't know about that, brother. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's uh, a big choice. Hey, yo, this is a bit crazy. Oh, yeah. You're up. No. All right. Uh, Richard Starks, $2. Super chat. Abel whips me harder than Brian did. Yo, if you look at if you look at Back of Handman's recent tweets, support there's no reason players. to not believe it. There's no reason not to believe that, man. Hangman's been, Hangman's been living the gimmick. All right, Jamie is her Joshi correspondent. Megan Bain, she's just there for a tour, as most Gaussians are. Big sense. Yeah. Uh, be interesting to see where Mariah May ends up, you know. A lot of talk mm-hmm. with her going to AEW. Like that. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like that's very close to at least a, uh, a done deal by now, you know. So. Yeah. Um, and she had a good running style, and so. Yeah. <clears throat> stuff, man. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Um, all right. I still has been released by AEW. Yeah. Um, he was released earlier today, according to PW Insider. Um, of course, he was in a coach slash producer role, but a very unique kind of role because he was working remotely. Of course, working remotely as a consequence as, you know, the his involvement in All Out, Brawl Out last year. You know, people remember the reports that he beat some. He beat Kenny Omega. That was flying around. He, uh, I believe, he threw a chair at Matt or Nick Jackson or something. It was claimed. Um, so of course he got fired. That was his initial consequence for that. He got fired. You know, he got released from his contract when Punk was suspended, and then he came back when Punk came back, as Doc said, as a remote coach producer role. You know, and of course, it was something that Punk reportedly was fighting for. And it was kind of it caught. It may, it may have even been a reason why his return took a little longer than it may have originally been planned to. So, um, you know, he was definitely one of Punk's guys. Clearly, you know, some people may remember his promo before Punk's match against Moxley, where he motivates him, 
Nah, that was beef, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. But that fucking bro. <laughs> nah, that, that rule, bro. When he, when he goes marching through the crowd in Chicago. Listen, I ain't talking about it. He's gone now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Ace Steel's been released, man. He, he's been kicked out of there. I wonder if it was a thing that he requested or whether Tony just thought that one getting him out of there. Um, but yeah, Ayo, you've already kind of started a victory lap on this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you got anything? You got any like takes or anything on it? Or don't don't have any need to yell about this today because no, if I did, I would. But you know, the chemotherapy has worked in all elite wrestling. Oh. <laughs> I got worried where that was going. Humor <laughs> has been cut out of AEW. You feel me? Um. Bro, if you have such a such a like a divisive presence that he can't come to fucking TV, can't even come to collision tapings. He's so divisive. But cut loose, bro. You literally, you literally rehired to uh play KCM Punk. Like, what the fuck? Like, you don't need his weed carrier here anymore. It is what it is. Anybody who feels bad for him, don't be mad at AEW. Be mad at CM Punk because he calls his friend that job. If it was just a no, if it was just normal, CM Punk would still have a job. He still would still have a job. Yeah, everything would be fine, bro. But he couldn't be normal. He just couldn't do it. So he took he took food out of his friend's kid's mouth. It is what it is. Yeah, Charlie. I don't think uh, I don't think anyone's really that surprised by this. You know? No, but the fact that it says released and not like terminated makes me think that they probably just came to an agreement on it. Like yeah, why would be there because mm-hmm. like it did kind of feel like he wanted to go back for punk and punk wanted him there mm-hmm. and now that punk's not there it's like what else is he gonna really do when like as it's been reported a lot of the talent backstage don't like him so yeah definitely yeah. it was a divorce he would have been a divorce presence because of course it's same as punk you know he was involved mm-hmm. in the exact same <laughs> fight yeah. that punk was involved in you know so um I'm sure they don't see it much differently backstage. Um, but yeah, I still. Uh, it was also noted that there'd been talk over the last month that AW is looking into a space in Florida for A still to train and work with talents, but obviously that will not come to pass. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. Um, bro, he was gonna like... indoctrinate young talent with his bullshit. Get the fuck out of here, get out of our country company. <laughs> Get out of my country too. <laughs> that was crap. Where did that come from? Get out of my fucking country. Damn. <laughs> Tapping into his inner Trump, bro. That was crazy. <laughs> Bill, don't that, that, that rolled off the tongue too comfortably. You know? <laughs> That's crazy. Um, all right, the last thing I kind of wanted to. Uh, yes, yeah, listen, let's call it the last thing I'll kick around, you know. with done 90 minutes so far but let's kind of want to briefly talk about what's next for the elite because as we kind of like, as I mentioned earlier a bunch of losers at the moment you know um, the books have lost their big title match at Wembley and you know they're leaning heel you know I guess I guess you would, would be pretty fair to assume that they eventually turn heel and yeah. have another heel tag team title run with the bouts after defeating FTR um, yeah of course, Hangman, he's spoken for at the moment. He's going to be dealing with Swerve for the next few weeks, months, you can imagine. Um, Kenny, we've talked about him briefly, but look, what do we actually think he's going to be doing? Because 
I'm quite stumped because he's lost it. He's yeah. been in by Takeshita twice. So it's like, does he try and get the win back? Does he move on to something else and try and move out and forget about this Don Cali stuff? Mm. Does he, you know, like what, what, what are we doing? You know, what, what are we doing with Kenny? Like, what do we think logically next for him? Based off stuff that we've already seen, and I guess like, what would we fantasy book at this moment? Like, who would you like to see him wrestle at Wrestle Dream? Who would you want to see him go against at Grand Slam? Who do you want to see him do week to week TV with? You know, uh, Ayo, start with you and put it on your toes. Fuck, oh. Kenny Omega. Next feud, next program, next match. Yeah, that's a dream creeping up. Um, whatever he does next, I think he needs to win. I wouldn't, yeah. go, I wouldn't jump into the J-Way program. Um, not so soon. Um, fuck. Honestly, bro, if I had the book, and it's probably not the best booking and the most inspired booking, I'd keep this Takeshi thing going. I'd hmm. keep this Takeshi thing going. It does hmm. make sense. Like, they, they can make it work either way. I'm just kind of of the mind of he's been stuck in this fucking Don Callis verse for like forever now. Like, and I would like to see him, like, just do something a little bit fresher for like a couple of months before they settle hey, back. Zora Hart said Ricky needs a top face. Hey, Amen. That's, that's a program we've never gotten before. That's, that could be. I, that I would like to see, him. As, as someone who does not enjoy Ricky's bell to bell work, I would like to see what we can get out of him. Yeah, a big spot. Oh, Ricky's good, man. I, I don't agree. I honestly don't agree. Like, in terms of side, I honestly don't agree. Good, <laughs> but... good. He's a good worker. He's also... I do, I, he's a fantastic TV character, TV presence, all that shit. <coughs> and, and then, you know, bell rings. I'm not saying he's a fucking gun club or anything, but... Mm. I like... Um, my favorite, some of my favorite things about Ricky and Ring is, like, he's, he's very much a man of details. Like yeah. You'll do like the little things with his selling or when he's getting heat and stuff that like uh that pops the nerds like me, you know. <laughs> I, I will say though, when, when Ricky's in the ring with with somebody who's clearly better than him, he rises to the occasion more times than not. Like mm-hmm. it's not it's just it, his issues like when somebody he's in there when he has to make something happen on his own, no, no. I think it's because he's not the most like athletically explosive and exciting. Like his moveset hasn't got to. So if he's in there with someone who can't like connect the dots with him, you know, mm-hmm. it uh, his matches can kind of be like mundane and just kind of yeah. be and just pass by, you know. Um, but the work will always be like tight. You know what I mean? But um... if there wasn't like the complications of like the other members of House of Black, I really did want to see like a Kenny Malachi singles match. I think that could be something special. Yeah, definitely it would be cool, you know, like if we could, obviously it was going around on Twitter the other day, but Malachi has wrestled a singles match in like 440 days and a lot of people were kind of like batting this away, like, oh, well, his back hurts and that's why he's doing trios and stuff. He's like, bro, if he's getting cleared, (laughs) you know, to wrestle in his trios matches, like he can wrestle a singles match every now and again. You would assume, obviously I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but, um, you would assume that you know if he can rest, if he can do a t- trios tag title run <laughs> wrestling every yeah. other week or whatever, you would assume that he, at least you know on on the pay per views or something like that, you can build to a singles match for him. But clearly not because he hasn't wrestled a singles match in over four hundred and forty days. Which yeah, yeah, 
and it would be really cool like because if like the bucks and hangman have other things they're going to be doing on wrestle dream like kenny and two new japan talents against house of black could be really fun if they mm-hmm. choose like the right people for it, I feel like that could be something really cool that they could Funky do. Bro. Um, last time his last match in New Japan, he teamed with Okada. Um, you could do Dream yeah. Team, Dream Team, and Kenny, uh, Okada, Tanahashi, Kenny Hashi. versus uh, versus um, oh, yeah, do the Okada Kenny tag again, knock at the start of the year. Yeah. That fucking rolled yeah, that right? dude. Because the Japanese crowd didn't know Kenny was going to be there for the awesome. And he came out, and then the coin dropped. Oh, that was fucking beast! God, um, yeah. There's obviously, it's, there's something very special about seeing them two on screen together. Yeah. Um, whether it's in New Japan or whether we get it in AEW one day or on a pay per view or something, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's just you know, look, it's history. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not just, and it's very different to like the Abushi history or something like that because it's like yeah. that's more like law you know as great yeah. as like his matches with abushi were and how great the stories are told were like there is more of kind of like a law thing whereas like okada it's like of course many people make the argument like they had the best series of matches of all time and it was right. this transformative thing for the business yeah. and it led to x y and z and if it wasn't for that we wouldn't get this or that and it's like that all comes together when you see them together on the screen at least that was kind of what I was feeling when I saw him. Was it New Year's Dash? You know, when they done the yeah. when they done like the special All Star tag thing. It was just kind of like crazy. Yeah, it was just kind of like this is kind of crazy seeing them too. Yeah. Like, you know, so. Um, Yuzora Hart yeah. said we saw Ken in trios against Malachi this year. Though I know, I was there for that match, <laughs> and it was great. So like throwing him in with like Tanahashi and Okada, bro, like it would be fucking fun. Like shows like this, you just sometimes have to book fun things. Like definitely can get away with it. Yeah, definitely. Like can get away with it. It just be and like Malachi going after Kenny again, just like oh, your friends are tied up in other things. Like who's gonna help you now? Like it just be cool. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'd be for it, man. Uh, but yeah, of course, uh, like I said, book young books. We assume, as it stands, that they're turning heel and defeating yeah. FTR. Um, how do you actually see that playing out, though, Charlie? Like, how do you see the steps getting there? Um, I think I was actually talking to Ao about this the other day. I think they're going to keep like teaming together for like at least a couple of weeks, and then <laughs> something's going to happen in a match, and the Bucks are just going to kick their heads off, and it's going to get them some major heat. Because the fans love FTR, man. Like, it's undeniable. So, them turning on FTR and, like, especially if they're, like, close to winning a match. Like, the Bucks, mm-hmm. like, if there's, like, a misfire and the Bucks are just, like, fuck it, whatever. I think that'd be pretty cool. Do you think they'll, like, do you think they could potentially go the angle that like, the Bucks just get sick of losing? Yeah. You know? And it's just, you know, they're, they're fucked off one too many times and it's mm-hmm. just... That all the frustrations on poor Dax, you know. Yeah, especially if they do like another eight man and say like this time like say like Nick takes the pin and then like so Will has taken the pin Nick or like it'll probably be Matt actually because Matt always takes the fucking pin and then like in like a third like eight man or ten man whatever the fuck they end up doing like they get into like a little bit of an altercation because someone almost gets pinned or whatever and the Bucks just like yeah get the fuck out like. 
good stuff. Yeah. Um, in theory, it hasn't happened. But in theory, it's stuck in my yeah. head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, it's gone in the way you assume it would go. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting. I guess there's something to be said that they didn't do the heel tag title run again. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, how can they make it different from last time? As good, like you know, as great as it was, I guess like the the artistic, creative side of Nick and Matt, like they wouldn't want to just do a copy and paste yeah. one, but they? they would want to do something that's at least, you know, uh, distinctively I, different in that sense. I think the main thing that would be different about this one is that they're doing it as the young bucks themselves, not just young bucks part of the elite. Something, mm-hmm. you know. Because they're all doing their separate stuff right now. So, like, they may end up, like, teaming with the others and, like, being in segments together and whatever, like, in, like, the coming weeks or whatever. But um, them doing a tag title run where they're solely focused on that and not wrapped up in, like, like the actual, like, elite segments all the time and doing, like, the big, like, ten mans that they used to mm. do and that sort of thing. Right. I think that could be really cool to see. Them actually, like, solely focused on the tag division. Yeah, it's like they've done that interview a couple of weeks ago. It's like we want to remind people who the young books are, who the fuck mm-hmm. we are. We're the best tag team of the generation. So hopefully they can, you know, spread the wings and do that. And we all know they'll get given the opportunity to if they want it, you know, because of Absolutely. course it's the fucking young books, you know. Um, so yeah, the elite will be interesting to kind of see how they go on these different paths, yeah. you know. Uh, although obviously it won't and haven't split up or anything, but, you know. We're going on this, going on separate yeah. journeys at the moment. So, yes, hey, oh, you got anything you want to add about the elite? What you want to see him do? What you want to see him not do? Uh, just the greatest collection of wrestlers that we'll ever see <laughs> um, this lifetime <laughs> or the next. Uh, elite gang or don't bang, whatever they do, it's gonna be fucking magic, brother. It's gonna be magic. Yeah, man. Uh, like I was saying, AEW Dynamite, good show. Good show, a good show when they needed it, much like AEW All Out was a good show when they absolutely needed it. Of course, um, not just because of the CM Punk stuff, of course, that everyone will be talking about. Of course, CM Punk was fired on Saturday evening. So, you know, that was kind of... <laughs> that was oh, what, kind of like... What was that you just said? Oh, Martin. <laughs> CM Punk was fired by AEW on Saturday. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that of course was hanging over the weekend. I know there was all that, but you know, also following Wembley and doing back to back pay per view. Mm-hmm. So, all out being as good as it was was such like a great thing for them and their core yeah. audience and the people that like want to see them do well and have been you know backing them all this time. And as Doc said, after such a crazy weekend and. Then to go into Dynamite as well. Dynamite, good show. You know, uh, from Nox like said from top to bottom, we've got some storyline progression, we've got some new storylines, we've got this, we got that. It was a good show, it was an exciting show. I haven't seen much, if any, criticisms of it, to be honest. And yeah. you know, we know people are more than happy to be very loud about the criticisms. You know, there was a few there's a few stuff that I would say is pretty easy to bat away, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm all for calling out AEW fans when they're just like coping. Right. It's kind of like being naive and stuff, but you know, like when people were trying to criticize the Chris and Emmy match being short, of course, we already talked about that earlier. Like, there is sometimes you, you know, there is a time and a place for short matches. Um, the stuff with Ozzy Open, Charlie, we talked about that earlier as well. You know, 
But those, even if even if those were like really super valid, blatant issues of the show, it's like the two quite minor things in the grand scheme of things, yeah. you know. So <clears throat> good show, home run, another one when AEW needs it, and it seems like they've got a lot coming out of Wembley, making the decision to get rid of Punk and then putting on such a great show and then following it up with AEW Dynamite. Feels like AEW have a lot of momentum and good faith with their core yeah. audience right now. People really want to see them like, you know, burst into an upward trend and you know yeah. be really hot again and heat things up again and capture that special AEW energy. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of good faith and wants a core audience, but a core, a core audience is a core audience, isn't it? You know. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they turn this momentum and perception amongst like the AEW hardcores into actual tangible upward trends. You know, we've mentioned about seven times on this podcast about the Grand Slam ticket sales under six K yeah. at the moment. Dynamite next week, so it's at like seventeen hundred people. Brutal, yeah. you know. So for all the all the positives, you need to turn them into actual like tangible upward trends. You know. Yeah. Um, Ticket sales is an issue. Ticket sales is an issue. So, an exciting time, but you'll be interested to see how they actually pick it up in a literal mm. sense, you know. But yeah, have we got anything else anyone wants to touch on? You, Ayo, you got any other stuff you want to get off, Charlie? Anything at all? No. But I think, we can, oh. I think we can wrap up. I think we're good. Uh, Wrestle Purist Fabrizio Romano, $5. Appreciate it. Breaking. A Steel and CM Punk are currently in negotiations. Some with Al Hilal. In the Saudi League, here we go. To. Hey, bro, wish him the best in the future endeavors, you know. Oh, yeah. not that far. I'm speaking for myself, for myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, that was the AEW Dynamite recap. We talked about Thunder Rosa a little bit, we talked about the elite and what's next for them, and of course, we talked about a steals release from AEW. Uh, I should be back tomorrow with Joe Horbert in the afternoon. We're going to talk like news updates. So we'll get into a few of the things that we spoke to today, but with a bit more detail, I guess. And any other stuff that's been coming out over the past couple of days, of course, observing newsletter, unless anything goes wrong, that's coming out tomorrow. So if anything's interested in there, we're going to get into that as well. Myself and Joe Hall. But, but yeah, please like the video if you haven't already. Please subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. We appreciate all the super chats as usual. Um, please turn on the post notifications. And of course, tomorrow, myself and Joe Hulbert will be doing uh, Wrestle Purist Live. Maybe there might be an episode of Unpurist, but I'm not sure at the moment. Um, AO is no longer uh, the responsible mm. uncle of Unpurist, you know. So. But I will push them to get a show on tomorrow. So if there is, look in, look for that, look for that. 100%. But yeah, as always, appreciate everyone for watching. Please like, subscribe, appreciate all the super chats. And we always appreciate the continued support from one of the best audiences in this space. Absolutely. But again, thanks for watching. We'll be back tomorrow. Peace.